Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what do we get into today? Today we played Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Genesis. Sonic the Hedgehog is a classic example of Arthur Schopenhauer's hedgehog dilemma. In the mid-1800s, the German psychologist Schopenhauer used the term hedgehog dilemma as a metaphor for the challenges of human intimacy. The term describes a situation in which a group of hedgehogs seek to move close to one another to share heat during cold weather. They must remain apart, however, or they will hurt one another with their sharp spines. In the same way, Sonic the Hedgehog is a gaming franchise that seems to hurt those who most desire to draw close to it. <laughs> I was I was wondering how that that was going to come back. It all came together. Came together. Um I uh You don't know about Arthur showing how showing and the hedgehog dilemma? Now, normally your intros are something that make me want to be dead inside. But that one just like sparked a, a light of uh, just like desire for more learning and knowledge and I'm not sure. Adventure. I, I've, it's maybe I just want to puke a little bit. I don't know. Can't that, what do you thought? <laughs> Listen. So what happened was I was on the Sonic the Hedgehog Wikipedia page. Yes. And then I saw <laughs> uh, the Hedgehog Wikipedia page. I was like, oh, I want to learn about hedgehogs. So I clicked onto that and I got to the bottom. I read all of the Hedgehog Wikipedia page, got to the bottom. And there was a section that said related articles and it said hedgehog dilemma. And I was like, what's a hedgehog dilemma? So I clicked on that and I learned all about the German psychologist from 1851 named Arthur Schopenhauer who yeah. wrote about this dilemma of hedgehogs wanting to be close to each other, but their their spines are spiky. And so it keeps them away. And I was like, that's how I feel about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> you, I see you, it and I'm like, I want to get close to Sonic. And then I play it and I'm like, ouch, this hurts. Their spines. Oh, it yeah. hurts me. So you're just like, we're, we're foregoing the intro foregoing what the game does well you're just talking about what the game doesn't do so well already <laughs> no i just i just i just thought this i just wanted to share a little bit of what i learned today with the world okay this it's a rough life to be a hedgehog <laughs> it is you can't you can't hug your friends when you're a hedgehog now i thought the now correct apparently i'm, I'm wrong i just will lead with that but are the spikes on the backs of hedgehogs like sharp they are. Oh, yeah. If you go on the Wikipedia page for hedgehogs, they have a like microscope zoom in on the point of a hedgehog oh. spike, and it's very sharp. Because usually when you use like a microscope and even like look at like a needle, it's not sharp in a microscope, but a hedgehog spike is. I thought now it's not like a porcupine spine. That's what I was thinking, right? Where those are are a little bit barbed, and they will rip out and they'll stay in you. A hedgehog spine doesn't rip out; they stay in. If a hedgehog is losing its spine stand, it means that it's sick or old. Oh, see, I thought they were like kind of soft though. Like, can you they are pet them? If you, as long as you pet them in the right direction. So okay, uh, that's what. Okay, I got it. That's what I'm thinking. My, like, are these sharp? Yeah. My wife and I, in 2011, we went to Thailand and we were walking through a night market and there was a lady selling hedgehogs and I got to, to pet one. Oh. So you can't pet them. You just have to pet okay. them in the right direction. Okay. All right. Well, that's the, the welcome to the history of hedgehogs. Um, you thought th German psychology. You thought this episode was about a, a video game on the Sega Genesis, 
but really it's just we're talking about hedgehogs the whole we're time. not we're talking about <laughs> sonic the hedgehog the first one on the sega genesis and this is interesting because we've actually covered sonic 2 and sonic 3 and there's something yes. really interesting about this sonic the hedgehog 2 is episode 39 and it was the very beginning of the covid pandemic i don't think that when we recorded it things had shut down yet but by the time it released our state had shut down yeah now uh Sonic 3 was episode 46, and it was in the summer of 2020, and that was when stuff had just started to open up. And if you listen to it, it's funny because we're like, it's over. I hope it's over. It seems like it's over. Oh, And then now, here we are with Sonic 1. What's this, episode 71? 71, yes. And I think that we might actually now be nearing (laughs) the end of this. Our state has opened up again, and uh, things. Yeah, maybe it's maybe the the Sonic the Hedgehog trilogy is really just a thing that's going to tie now, together easy, this easy. whole. Okay, easy there, Jordan. It's not the Sonic the Hedgehog trilogy. We still oh. have, there's more than three Sonic. No, the Hedgehog no, no. Games there was there. only ever three. There was never another Sonic game <clears throat> released. We will not be covering any more Sonic games. This is it. Now you you keep like, is this a hill you're going to die on? I'm because like, we I, still have Sonic and Knuckles. No. Uh, we didn't, apparently, so we're going to have to basically redo the Sonic 3 episode no. because now I own Sonic and Knuckles, so we're going to have to do Sonic 3 and Knuckles at some point as well. No. Um, recently discovered Sonic CD. I have the Xbox 360 port. Maybe we should figure that out. Um, maybe we'll start talking about Sega CD games. <laughs> I just, I feel like, you know, once you've done Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, then you're like, we did it. Sonic, we did Sonic. He's done. <laughs> Sonic's never done. It's his 30th anniversary, which is why we're doing this episode now, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, that uh, that's, a, that's a good segue. It actually. is a good segue, Dan. Um, do you have any fun facts about Sonic the Hedgehog? I do, but before we, we oh. hop into that, we're going to put a pin in that segue. Okay, all right. Um, Sega Genesis, Jordan. It is. It's June. It's, yes. So we're doing a little. So not only is it the 30th anniversary of one Sonic the Hedgehog, but yeah. it is Sega Genesis here at Worth It or Worthless. It's the first anniversary of Sega Genesis, which might have been—I could be wrong—but might have been when all of all of your terrible pun themes started. Really? Maybe? No. Uh, who knows? Who knows? No, no one could say for sure. You couldn't say for sure because all of those episodes are gone. They don't exist anymore. We could never <laughs> go back and look. <laughs> Maybe we should never go back and look is more accurate, but you know. Yeah, that's a joke. They is, still exist. You can is, go listen to them. Is what it is. So now, as we said, this is the 30th anniversary of Sonic. This game developed by Sonic Team and published by Sega. You know, this this was the pack-in game on the Genesis. It's it, not not originally. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. I got a little fun fact about that, but just getting the publisher and the developer, you know. All right. Out of the way as we do. June of nineteen ninety one, this game came out in North America, and it came out in Japan and the PAL regions in July of 1991. So uh, I was streaming this game recently, and I was like, I said something about Super Mario World, and I was was like, that came out later. And then I realized Super Mario World, I think, came out in August of 91. I could be wrong. I looked at it like right before we got on here, but I was like, oh, these games like existed at the same time. Like, that's interesting. Um, it is kind of interesting. Yeah, it says that Super Mario World came out in 1990 originally. That was in Japan, and then yeah. North America. Let's see, North America would have been August 91. So yeah. definitely the same time, which yeah. is weird because I usually think of like the Mario trilogy and the Sonic trilogy 
but really this came out after the entire Mario trilogy had already been a thing. Yeah, which is is interesting. I felt like playing this game, I, I got like, and it kind of makes sense, but I was getting like Super Mario Brothers 1 vibes out of it. How in Mario 1, it's like, You've got mushrooms, fire flowers, stars, and coins, and one-ups. And, like, that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, and in this game, you've only got, like, rings, bubbles, extra life, speed shoes, invincibility. Like, there's not really, like, a ton of, like, bells and whistles. Yeah. So it does feel like the first entry in a franchise. Um, Fun fact, it was. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it might be why it feels that way. Oh, I thought the Master System version came out first. Is that, I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> is that a thing? It is a thing. There is a Master System version. Of Did it come game. out before? Or was it a simultaneous? I think it came out a little after. I didn't see release dates on the Master System. I didn't specifically look. Okay. So um, well, but it wasn't before. But moving on, yeah. Jordan, uh, before he was dubbed Sonic, the character was called Mr. Hedgehog. Well, you know, he's a, he's a gentleman. <laughs> He's Mr. Mr. Hedgehog to younger folk, but once you, if you're his age or his peer, you get to know him, then you can call him Sonic. Yeah. What, can I just think of this game as Mr. Hedgehog instead of Sonic the Hedgehog? Does that give the franchise Mr. Hedgehog 3, Mr. Hedgehog and Knuckles? Well, <laughs> like, you got to figure out, no, it'd be Mr. Hedgehog and Mr. Echidna. Or Mrs. Echidna? Uh, Is Knuckles a boy or a girl? <laughs> I think he's a guy. Okay. Um, Mr. Hedgehog Colors. That's, oh, that's a game. That's a. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's blue. Uh, that's a great segue. Um, he, I've <laughs> got. He was originally teal, Jordan. He was originally teal. That was actually one of our trivia yeah, questions. So sorry. I'll just erase that one. Sorry. He was originally teal, and they made him dark blue to stand out against certain backgrounds. Ooh, you know what I read, Dan? I read that they made him cobalt blue to match Sega's logo so he could be the mascot oh. for Sega. They specifically uh, requested that he would be cobalt blue. I didn't hear that specific, uh, but it. the Wikipedia page did say that he was darker blue to stand out against certain backgrounds. Now, maybe the shade of blue... Of yeah. course, that makes perfect sense. It does. But originally he was teal and then he was light blue and then they made him dark blue. The fun fact about all of that is that those are not colors that normal hedgehogs come in. Uh, that's true. That's true. But There's like light brown hedgehogs and there's like blondish hedgehogs. Hedgehogs? Yeah. Also known as hedge pigs. The, the, a lot of the history of this game seemed, well, it didn't seem. It was Sega was like obsessed with defeating Mario. And so they were really trying to come up with a new mascot that would sort of go head to head with Mario. Yeah. So uh, I feel like a brown, a tan hedgehog might not have had the same pop. Because um, the thing that makes Mario really stand out is the fact that his skin is blue. <laughs> he's not just tan. He's not, he's not animal, just tan though. colored. He's he's blue. He's got red overalls. I don't know. He's he's a he's a hard. He's the everyman. You could have made a hedgehog normal colors but making him wear red clothes kind of like sonic and how he has red shoes like santa claus uh i don't think that's where sonic's red shoes come from what if i told you that it actually is (laughs) this is the thing i think we were reading different wikipedia articles because i read that sonic's red and white shoes were inspired by the cover of michael jackson's 1987 album bad now jordan the buckles on his shoes were inspired by that album cover. However, they are red and white. 
<laughs> because of Santa Claus, who was the most popular character, according to the Wikipedia page. The most popular character? Yeah, like th- that's kind of what it said, something like that. <laughs> or what? one of the most well-known characters. So uh, I think <laughs> the real fun fact in all of this is that people are just editing the Sonic the Hedgehog Wikipedia page willy nilly to put whatever they want on there. And depending on what time of day you go on, you might see completely different things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing, Jordan, f- another fun fact, uh, Dr. Robotnik. Now, sometimes he's referred to as Dr. Eggman and I've never I've never put these pieces together. Okay. Dr. Eggman is actually the Japanese name for Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, that's what I figured. Because I never knew like which one it really was. And apparently this was due to a dispute between Sega's American and Japanese divisions. It's kind of like how in American Dragon Ball Z we have Hercule, and in Japan he's Mr. Satan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, what are you going to do? What you, I don't some know what the just don't was. translate well, or they, you know, they decide to change it up for some reason. Yeah, furthermore... The inspiration for Dr. Eggman, Dr. Robotnik, was Humpty Dumpty. I can see that. I can, <laughs> I can see that as well, um, which maybe that's why they called him Dr. Eggman. I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Would make some sense. You know what I realized today while looking at a silhouette of Dr. Robotnik? Uh, no, I don't know what you realized today. The Pokemon Chansey yeah, and uh, Robotnik oh. have the exact same silhouette. Okay. Yeah, I can see Other, that. he has legs though. His, his <laughs> mustache and her ears, I guess. Oh, or what is it? I don't know. That stick out. Very strange. Chance. It's really weird that Chancey doesn't have legs. Well, she has legs, but they're just like <laughs> she doesn't have long, spindly like Wario legs. They come out the front instead of they're like toes that come out of her body. They're just like little. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon anatomy is really strange when you like zoom in on it because they're like, we don't really have to worry about joints or like appendages. Yeah. No one's really paying it that close of attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, uh, an- another hallmark of retro games, which I always kind of appreciate. This game made by seven people. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. It is impressive. But then again, it's like it's not that uncommon. Apparently, they had two programmers, two sound engineers, and three designers to make this one. Wow. That's it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm a little bit more impressed now with Sonic. Yeah, you should be. Should be. It's very impressive. It's an impressive franchise. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know either, man. Uh, <laughs> what else you got? Sonic the Hedgehog, man. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Sega of America offered to mail free copies of the game who... To people who bought a Genesis before Sonic was the packing game. Really? Yeah. So they're like, hey, we know you bought this and it came with Altered Beast. Yep. We're sorry. Yep. Exactly. Here's a blue hedgehog. Yeah. People it's, like Altered, Be- Altered Beast, so it's not like they got ripped off. I think I've never been in love with Altered Beast. I've played it a few times and I'm like, I don't know about this game. So way back when we first started the Instagram, I posted something about Altered Beast being the original packing game that came with the Genesis. Yeah. And somebody was like, no, you're wrong. It was, was Sonic. Alex Kid? No. And I was like, uh, I don't know anything about video games. But I had, <laughs> I had read this somewhere on the internet, but I couldn't find my source for that. And like, I was like, oh, I'm wrong. And that, that made me doubt myself for a long time until I realized later, no, random person on the internet, you are wrong. You didn't just go to Wikipedia and see, you know. 
This was like, like when we first started. I hadn't like learned how to navigate the the highways and byways of the retro gaming interwebs. Uh, and now okay. nowadays, I would know exactly what to do. But back then, I was just like, you hadn't heard of Google yet. No, I knew about Google, but like Google Foo. People think that Google Foo equally applies to all areas. Like I can just take my knowledge of knowing how to Google stuff, and I can instantly find anything on Google. Yeah, But there are some like small niches like retro gaming where you need to know the right keywords. You need to know what to look for. You can't just like go on there and, and hope for the best. And there's there's so many games. There's so much history. Games are releasing at different parts of the world at different time. And so it's kind of okay. hard until yeah. you realize how to navigate all that. So and I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know. Gotcha. And so I, I doubted myself for so long. And now I feel vindicated. Yeah, I would not have thought to uh to type into google original sega genesis pack-in game see like i tried that check that (laughs) whatever man let's move on what's the game what's the game what's the game Uh, what's the what's the game i got a couple couple, couple, all right you got more fun facts the original version that was packed in sold over 15 million copies yeah well yeah it's a pack-in but 15 million is a lot that's why like every version of sonic the hedgehog you see says not for resale on it basically Probably pretty sure that yes, that that is a correct thing to say. Yep. Uh, last fun fact, Jordan, during October of December, October to December of 1991. So the holiday season of 1991 on the back of Sonic the Hedgehog, the Genesis outsold the Super Nintendo two to one. Oh, okay. I was confused. I thought you were saying like <laughs> they changed something on the back of the box. No, but no you're saying that Sonic the Hedgehog led the charge and it was it was making a good fight against the super nintendo yeah now eventually i don't know what each i don't know how many i think the super nintendo sold maybe 30 40 million something like that 36 40 million i think the n64 sold 36 i want to say the super nintendo sold like 40 or 43 or something uh i don't know how many genesis consoles were actually sold when all was said and done but um i think super nintendo won the war but it was really interesting to see that it, for that particular holiday season. Because in my brain, um, I think nowadays most people are like the Super Nintendo is the, the superior console. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So people kind of relegate the Genesis to like... Second tier know, status. Second tier status. But this to me is a good illustration of how intense the console wars actually were so at here, the time. Yeah, that the, they actually managed to for a short period surpassed the super nintendo yeah. so super nintendo sold 49 million okay. 150 million and the sega genesis sold just under 31 million really so it's a pretty big gap actually wow but i do recall hearing that that they they made a fight of it for a little bit of time yeah there. yeah but nowadays i think if you talk about sonic versus super mario world like at the time like reading some of the critics like praising sonic the hedgehog at the time and like seeing how the two games have sort of like evolved now it's like i don't know i'll take super mario world every time oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely anyways uh that that wraps it up for my fun facts jordan lots of them today there were a lot of them There's today but i think today. we're ready to jump in what the game does well you think yeah should we do it let's do it all right
I know that I kind of gave Sonic a little bit of a hard time at the beginning of the episode, but I want to say that the number one thing on my list after going back and playing this first game in the Sonic series is that I do understand the appeal of Sonic now because it's so different from typical platformers. You know, it's not like I'm going and I'm jumping. Like we've played a lot of platformers. So yeah. you're, you're going and you're jumping around and you're, you know, going from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. Yeah. It's like, you know, like Mario. And Sonic is very different. You have that element of speed, although it's not always utilized to the fullest. It is there. You have the speed. You're not just moving from left to right. You have all of these different paths that you can take, yeah. and there's optimal paths and suboptimal paths, and you can kind of play the same level a bunch of different ways. And I can see the appeal of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah, I kind of had a moment of, I think it was when I was like streaming this game or something, where it was like, this is a pretty polished game, more so than a lot of retro games. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Sonic fan, you know, admittedly. Um, but playing this game was like, yeah, okay. This is a, uh, by and large, a, a well-made, polished game. And I appreciated the fact that even playing it nowadays, it's not like a lot of retro games where they kind of just suffer from like, I don't know, old, terrible conventions. Yeah. Uh, like unnecessarily hard, you know, stupid, cheap stuff or whatever. Yeah. It was like, okay, this game stands the test of time, I think. It's still it's still fun today. Um, yeah. It definitely feels like the first entry in a series, but it's not like a massive downgrade from either of the yes. other two Sonic games that we've played. Yeah. It's not like yeah. where I'm going to completely avoid that one because these other ones are so much significant. Like there are definitely things that the second and third games do that I wish were in this, but it's not like to the point where it's like, Oh, there's no point in playing Sonic one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the first thing on Milo's Jordan graphics, like this game still looks great. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah. Like it's just, I don't know. good 16 bit art. I think that this actually holds up a little bit better over like the 3d graphics that you have in Sonic yeah. three that are a little bit wonky looking. Like I, I, I like a nice 16 bit, sprite and i think that these do hold up today i played a little bit of sonic 3 and knuckles yesterday to to sort of catch my bearings on where the franchise has been and like there are some cool visual effects in sonic yeah. 3 and sonic and knuckles um i didn't i don't necessarily feel like i don't know they both have their they're place. good in, yeah they're yeah. good in different ways yeah sonic 3 looks a lot busier with the oh, pixel yeah. art than this one does, but that only makes sense because I mean, even like Mario One to Mario Three, those games yep. look way different. So, I think there's a, I don't know, I was about to say I feel like there's a less of a gap between Sonic One and Three, but then between Mario One and Three, but that's probably not true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, another thing I have, you kind of uh, alluded that a lot of platformers, you know, walk left to right. Uh, this game has multiple like level paths. Yeah. Which is something I think was interesting. Um, gives it some replay value. Like you can go down to the bottom of the level or try to like platform across the top and stuff, um, which I liked. I liked the options. Yeah. The fact that you get more points for finishing the level quicker does give you that incentive to like go back and try to figure out better paths to take through each level. Yeah. Although it's not super easy. There's not like a, a replay option or like a way to like, I, there is a level select option. So you could go through and, and do that which I know you love, especially in these games where you can't save and you have limited lives. A level select is huge. It's on my list of what the game does well. Well, here, the tell levels, me about The it. level select cheat. 
Like that. That's just that. Just that. Yeah. Level select cheat exists. It should exist in every retro game. Does well, it? Yeah. But there should exist a, a save option in this game too. But it doesn't. So thankfully, been, there is a level select option. We got the save option in Sonic Three. Yeah. Which was a big deal, <laughs> and it is a huge. It's definitely a, a big improvement. It's funny our uh, our friend Daff on Discord pointed that out. Like, oh, it only took him a few iterations to figure out that there should be a save here. Yeah, even though it was like you know in uh, in previous, like you know, it's in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe a save option should exist. Um, but yeah, you get a level select cheat. That's all you really need in this one, though. Yeah, um, it's, it's not, not super long. Yeah, it's it's not super long. I mean. Granted, you don't get your Chaos Emeralds, which I think you need for the the true ending of the game or something. I don't know. I didn't even get a single one. I made it to two bonus levels, but I never figured out what you have to do in the bonus levels to get a Chaos Emerald. You have to get through them. They're just floating. It's like a weird rotating pinball machine, and you try to fall through it to the right spot, but like if you hit most of the walls the game just ends now i have the bonus levels and what the game does well but stop let me finish let me finish my sentence jordan okay but not due to the gameplay just due to the fact that bonus levels exist in the game as a thing okay to to shake things up it's an interesting like if you get to the end of a level with 50 rings there's a giant ring that you can jump through and then it'll throw you into a bonus level and then in those bonus levels, if you get a chaos, actually, if you get 50 rings in the bonus level, you get a continue. I thought it was associated with the chaos emeralds, but apparently it's associated with the rings in the bonus level. Come to find out. Are you sure? Because there's also things in there that say there's like little one up Sonic guys that give you extra lives in the bonus levels. It's I read it in the manual. I don't think I saw any of those in. I've only gotten like three chaos emeralds, I think, in this one. I don't know. Um, but I was just under the assumption that when you got a Chaos Emerald, you got to continue. But no, you have to collect a certain number of rings in the bonus levels. The bonus levels are weird and not a ton of fun. But I'm glad that they're in this game as a uh, a way of sort of shaking things up. And, and I don't know, looking at some nice birds floating in the background. It's like you're in a, I don't know, it's like you're in a lava lamp or something. <laughs> It's like you're in a a, a a magic eye puzzle. Yeah, or very strange. <laughs> the other thing that I really liked about this game, um, just like trying to appreciate things that maybe I didn't notice in the other two Sonic games we played, is that the health system is actually really interesting for yeah. a retro game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of platformers, it's one hit and you're dead. Yeah. And in this, you are collecting the rings. They're not coins, Dan. They're rings. Yes. And as you run and collect them. Um, you fill up your your dude with the rings. As Dan mentioned, if you finish the level 50 of them, you get to go to the bonus level. But if you hit a bad guy, all of your rings shoot out of you. You have very shallow pockets, I guess. Yeah, where's I like how you just said he's fill, you fill up your dude with rings. Where are these hundreds of rings? If you I don't know. Magic. <laughs> They're in his magic satchel. And then you get taken down to zero. But as they're flying out, you can usually like jump through the flying coins and then like gather, a, I don't know, a few of them back. So it's kind of like if you have zero rings, you die. But if you have some rings, you have one extra hit, yeah. but maybe more than one extra hit because you might be able to jump and grab some of your rings that you dropped. And I like it. It's still like I would prefer just like a health bar yeah. or something, but it's definitely better than a one hit kill. You saying rings about 17 times in the course of two sentences yeah. makes me want to dig into the lore 
there, of there's the none. rings. Damn. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, we'll get there. We'll talk about the lore. <laughs> we'll talk about the story. What else you got? Because that, that exhausts my list of stuff that I think the game did well. All right. So I got a couple more things. One of them will sort of ramp us, I think, into the next segment. But um, the boss fights. Oh, I meant to put that down. I yeah. did like the boss fights in this. Yeah. I like them better than the other games even. I think that they did a better job in this one. I don't necessarily recall the boss fights super well in the other games. Don't, um, you don't remember like falling? No, uh, you're trying to like jump and you're falling into pits. and Don't remind me. It was pretty much just the boss fights from this game, but way harder. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's that's exactly it is the boss fights in this game are all just like straight like they have one mechanic you know in the green hill zone he's got a, like a wrecking ball that's like swinging back and forth yeah. and you can hide in the bottom corners yep. and then in like marble hill zone or whatever he's like dropping fire on a platform so you can like hit him and then jump to the other one and then he'll float to the the mechanics were all like predictable yeah and they made the boss fights actually fun for the most part in in i think it's labyrinth zone or whatever where the water's rising yeah that, that one's one, kind of like a race and you don't actually have to ever hit him. You're just like trying to not drown. Well, yeah. Come to find out you don't ever have to hit him. But I was like getting frustrated because I was trying to chase him down to hit him. And I kept yeah. dying. And I was like, I screwed myself on that. But when I finally uh, utilized some um, modern technology, uh, I, f- I beat that one and uh, saw that you didn't have to hit him. By modern technology, do you mean rewinding the game? Uh, no one can say for sure. I have absolutely <laughs> no qualms about saying that I rewound this game to make it more fun. So yeah. we'll talk about that later too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the last thing, Jordan, I think that I have on my list, those first few levels, man. Green Hill Zone? Yes. It's so good. We said the it's, same it's thing. Fun. It's fun. Yeah. You've got to go fast. You've got, I don't know. We said the same thing in <laughs> Sonic 2 and in Sonic 3. You'd think that they would just like, I don't know, make a Sonic game that was just a bunch of green hill zones. Maybe that would get boring, but that's the only part of the game that I ever, I'm like, yeah, this is fun. This is Sonic. And then it quickly becomes like, what if we made this a precision platformer? Well, see John, uh, Jordan green hill zone is the first level of battle toads. Yeah. (laughs) It's the thing where you're like, Oh, I remember Sonic. Yeah. You remember green hill zone. Yes. And you, (laughs) You forget the other parts of the game are like... Most of you remember Green What Hill if Zones, we had me. multiple stages where Sonic was swimming? <laughs> and you have to go really slow. It's like, I want to keep going, but I have to stop at this bubble and wait for five seconds for a bubble to come up so I can breathe. Let's not jump the gun too much. I'm not. I'm just but, saying. Green yes. Hill Zone is cool. I wish the rest of Sonic was a little bit more like it. But I do have written down those first few levels again. Like, <laughs> I feel like this is like a Sonic the Hedgehog yes. hallmark. Really, well, really good first levels. They realized, yeah, they realized yeah. like, hey, these were good. Let's keep doing this in every Sonic game. Yeah. Now, with that being said, we probably should just transition into what the game doesn't do so well. brings me jordan to sort of my first point and that's the levels feel like they keep stopping me again 
Yeah, this is the major problem we have with Sonic every time is that you want to go fast and for some reason the game decides, what if we slowed them down? Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're waiting for spikes and and moving platforms and you're waiting underwater for bubbles and you're waiting for... It's just like so much waiting in a game that like feels its best when you're kind of running at top speed and doing a little bit of platforming and not falling in pits. Yeah. Um, like it's fine to stop once in a while, but like Sonic really shines when you can go through the level super quick. Yeah. And the level design literally just doesn't let you do that in most cases. You're it's so much waiting. One of the big problems that I have is that again, so many gotcha traps in this game mm-hmm. where like you finally feel like I got up to speed, this is awesome, and then boom, you fly into a spike wall. Or yeah. you get up to speed and you're doing the loops and then you shoot off a hill and oops, you fell into a pit. Yeah. And it's like you can't actually go fast unless you have the level memorized, which is where I did like having the option of rewinding in this game because I don't want to have to memorize a whole level. I'm sorry. I don't (laughs) care about memorizing act three of level six in a, in a Sonic game. So what do I do? I am, I'm basically memorizing it by using the rewind. I'm going to redo that section and Hey, look, I got to do the thing and it was fun. Yeah. So I love the fact that that exists, that you have save states and rewind on the Sega Genesis Classics collection on the Switch, which is what I played it on. Yeah. And I don't have any qualms about using the rewind because it made me feel like I could actually play as Sonic instead of Slowpoke the Hedge Pig. <laughs> is that another character in the, in the franchise? No. Somewhere? That's just, that's what this game tries to force you to be. Well, the Wikipedia page informed me of a bunch of characters that were like early ideas that later made their way into the franchise and in a bunch of random Sonic games. Well, and you have like the weird little like screw nosed robot who made it into the cartoon who's in this game. Yeah. Was that the actual, it looks just like him. I know. I was wondering if that was like where he came from. Cause I thought, that maybe he was from Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Oh, maybe. I was. I kept he, waiting for the chicken robot to show up, as yeah. his, who's his counterpart. The in robot the chicken. The robot chicken, yeah, who was the inspiration <laughs> for the Adult Swim cartoon. Yes, yes. The, the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon where he loves chili dogs was actually what inspired. Yeah, that's what inspired Cartoon Network to be like, we need to make an adult cartoon stop motion series. Stop motion doll series. Yeah. Because <laughs> speaking of the story and the lore of Sonic, I thought, you know what? We played two and three and maybe because we played them out of order, maybe. we missed out on <laughs> some sort of crucial lore about where does Sonic come from? What's his motivation? Who's this bad no, guy? Here we go. Why is he turning all of the animals into robots? And I was like, we're finally going to get to figure it out. And I start playing the game. No story. I beat the whole game. No story. I look up the manual and I'm like, okay, there's got to be something. So there is this little blurb. The manual says that Dr. Ivo Robotnik, Ivo, yeah, is his first name. I know. So I, saw, you, I saw that somewhere. You know, most people, he's Dr. Robotnik. But if you're a close personal friend like I am, I just call him, <laughs> I call him Ivo. It says that Ivo Robotnik, the mad scientist, is snatching innocent animals and turning them into evil robots. Only one tough dude can put an end to the demented scientist's fiendish scheme. It's Sonic, the real cool hedgehog with the spiked haircut and the power sneakers that give him super speed. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Spiked haircut? Yeah, those aren't spines. That's a haircut. What? I'm just going out of the manual, dude. It says, (laughs) save the animals and become the superhero. Be Sonic. Be atomic. That's, uh, dude. Be I, Sonic, 
be atomic. Atomic, I feel like, is the most 90s. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what does this even mean? Goodness. You didn't even bother. It's like, okay, look, all the bad guys are going to be robots. They're going to be robots. But when you kill a robot, a little cute animal is going to come out and bounce across the screen. Why? Who knows? Maybe the evil doctor was putting the animals into the robots. Sure. That's the story we're going to base an entire franchise on. I, I, I'm sorry if I want more than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm asking too much. Like, what the heck is this? It's not even like it makes sense. Like, you have games where like, okay, they, they kidnapped a princess and we're going to go get her. Yeah. It's not creative, but at least I understand what's going on. I have no idea other than like acid trip how you come up with this um well it's the animals are all cute so it's a perfect ploy to make dr robotnik look like a really evil guy Um, yeah i mean who's wants it's who wants to just steal cute penguins and turn them into robots yeah no that doesn't work it's not a thing it's well it's a thing here it is i'm just i'm confused i'm confused by it i'm stuck you sent my brain reeling by using the word atomic. Yeah. Back to a time period, you know, the, the words like gnarly and bodacious and yeah. things like that. Like, you know, I remember those kinds of things, but like I forgot atomic being like an adjective used to describe things in a positive light. Yeah. It was a thing that actually was a thing. I think atomic was the precursor to extreme spelled with just an X. Oh yeah. Because yeah. then extreme came around and everything was extreme for the latter half of the nineties and the beginning of the two thousands. Uh, uh, yes. Some of my favorite childhood PlayStation games, one extreme, two extreme, three extreme. Oh, what about the extreme games? Uh, I was a big fan of the X games. Yeah. Um, but the specifically <laughs> now I have, I have two extreme. I've reacquired it. I used to love renting. I think two extreme, three extreme. I P- literally I PS1. have never even heard of these games. These are real things. Not these something are, you just these made are up. real things. Yeah, no, I didn't make them up. Um, they were like downhill racing. They're like your favorite Tony Hawk level. Uh, oh, okay. Downhill jam, but it's like a race where you can play like skateboarding or like. There's a couple other uh, luge. Is there a luge? I don't remember what. Maybe BMX might be one of the things, and it was kind of like a terrible version of Road Rash. Um, oh, okay. I do have vague memories like of this. Road rash mixed with slalom. Yeah. Okay. Um, is kind of what the extreme. And you can like you're kind of like punching. Is. Yes. I think, yeah. I, have, I think so. I remember that kind of. I enjoyed uh, renting those games. The last time I played Two Extreme, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No. Nope. See, didn't, didn't do go. it. Sometimes games don't hold up to your childhood memories. Sometimes <laughs> most of the time, I should say, most of the time, games don't live up to your childhood memories. <laughs> Case in point, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, better or worse than your childhood memories, Jordan? Um, my childhood memories, we've talked about this before, is that my friend Matthew, who lived on the street, had it. And so I never played a lot of it. And yeah. then my grandparents had a, a Game Genie. What was it called? Yeah. The, is that what it, the Game, Sega handheld? Yes. Okay. Oh, no, not the Sega handheld. What's that called? You're talking about the Game Gear? Game Gear, thank you. They had a Game <laughs> Gear and that had Sonic on it. Yeah. And I was playing sonic on my switch and my wife was like what are you playing and i showed her and she's like oh i used to play that on the game gear all the time yeah so um i just feel like most people probably didn't stick with it long enough to get past green hill zone yeah i don't think that i did i think that's what my wife said she never got past green hill zone as a kid it was like yeah. that's about it and that's kind of what i remember um 
again, man, those first few levels, it seems like, and this makes perfect sense to me. Like if you're going to have to spend significant development time trying to sell a game, put it at a kiosk, do whatever to try to, to get people in. Yeah. Like, of course you're going to spend a ton of time making the beginning of the game. Great. Yeah. Um, but it just feels so much like that green hill zone is like not the same sort of set of, of levels and obstacles as you know, the last whatever five or five zones i think no they just um, they took some other random platforming game they were working on and they're like we'll just make this a sonic level yeah. <laughs> especially like the labyrinth doesn't feel like sonic oh, at all my goodness to me it, yeah i don't know i was like i have these memories of like the ice levels as a kid i think in sonic and knuckles or sonic 3 or sonic 3 and knuckles i don't know like I got, I got vibes. I got future Sonic vibes from some yeah. of these levels that I was like, oh, I didn't even realize these were like a Sonic one thing, like going underwater and getting the oxygen bubbles or like the labyrinth zone and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that these were this early in this franchise. Yeah. So I don't know. It made some sense out of later Sonic stuff that I didn't realize. Now, Dan, talking about what the game doesn't do well, we said with Sonic 2, that you had some traumatic memories of you, oh. you played it for the first time when you thought someone was breaking into your house and so you went over to your friend's house. The, we said with Sonic 3, the traumatic memory was just playing it in general. <laughs> um, I just want to know, was there any sort of uh, traumatic memory that's tied to Sonic the Hedgehog 1? Uh, no, actually, this is positivity, Jordan. There we go. Um, See? I remember my uncle having a Sega Genesis, he was sort of the biggest source of me playing Sega Genesis as a kid. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the, the times that I would get to play Sega with my uncle, which didn't happen, um, as much as I would have liked it to happen as a kid. <laughs> um, but whenever he agreed, like, yeah, let's play, let's play Sega together. It was always like, yes, like, yeah. get to play Sega with, with uncle Kevin. That's um, great. And so that's sort of Sonic one for me is, is those, uh, those times hanging out with my uncle in his room. Listen, uncles and aunts out there, play video games with your nieces and nephews. It'll make their life. Yeah. 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 It may have an impact on them that you don't realize. Yeah. Yep. All right. Dan. Which, that uncle gave me his Sega Saturn. I have a Sega Saturn because of him. See, and someday your nieces and nephews might steal all of your retro gaming consoles. I, he gave it to me. He asked I me know. if I wanted it. and he's And so someday... Look forward to hearing the Sega Saturn episode on NHL 97. Wow. Or World Series Baseball. Or World Series Baseball 2. Those are the games that you have. Virtua Fighter. We might need to get you some actual good Sega Saturn games before we embark on that. That's going to require a, a large sum of money. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, Dan, what else you got? Anything else about what the game doesn't do so well? Uh, yes, Jordan. I have, I think, three three points? Oh. Three, three points. Hit me. Uh, so these all, now that I'm looking at it, kind of are associated with dying, failure okay. in the game. Sometimes the invincibility frames seem to like not do what they're supposed to. I wonder like, if part of that is because when you get hit and all the coins shoot out of you, the coins. game... You, that's the second time, Jordan. They're coins. They're rings. They're, a, a ring is a coin with the middle taken out. Okay. 
So anyway, you get hit, <laughs> all the coins shoot out of you, and the rings. now there's 50 rings on the screen, and it drops to like two frames per second. So maybe that's why it feels like the no, frames aren't uh-uh. So like there's there were some spots like where you'd be at a level, you'd take some damage from something, and then you'd fly back and hit spikes, and you'd die instantly. Nice. And so it's like, okay, well, why are these spikes killing me when if I would have jumped on those spikes, they would have spit all my rings out? But it's like if I get hit by an enemy on a platform, it knocks all my rings out and I'm flickering because I've got invincibility and then I land on some spikes, it'll just straight kill you. Which is like, that's not how invincibility frames are supposed to work in video games. You're just supposed to be invincible. Yeah. But there were moments where the the invincibility frames would like cause you to, to just straight out die instead of like have a minute to jump off of the spikes and collect your rings and stuff. And it's like, this feels bad and inconsistent. Yeah, you like consistency in a game. I do, I do, I do like consistency. And that brings me to another thing where dying felt bad in this game is sometimes the getting crushed like doesn't work, oh, yeah. doesn't work the right way. Like I get it. Like if you get crushed, that's an instant death in a lot of games. But this, you're talking about like you're on a platform that goes up to the ceiling and then yes. you touch the ceiling and you're instantly dead. And you're instantly dead. That's fine. But like there were moments in this game where I was like in a position where the game thought I was being crushed. Yeah. But I wasn't. So there's one section in particular that I remember this, this happening in a really weird way where the, the, there was a block moving up on the left and my block was moving down on the right. So it was creating a gap. Okay. And I tried to jump underneath the, the one gap. Oh, and you touched the bottom of it. And I touched the bottom of it as they were moving in the opposite direction. So the gap was actually opening up instead of crushing. And because I was in the particular, whatever size that the game was like this, whenever the player is touching two things on top and bottom, they're being crushed and dead. And it, it happened, I think on more than one occasion where there was just some, some weirdness with the game being crushed like I mean, there were. I was there like, were, this is not how this behavior is supposed to work. Maybe that's a downside of only seven people working on this game. Maybe, maybe it's a downside of the some of the tedium of this game. It, the reason it really felt bad was like now I have to redo all this nonsense if I'm not going to rewind it. You didn't it. have to. Yeah, you could have just rewound it. Well, I played. So I played the Switch version a little bit. I played the PS4 version a little bit on the Genesis collection, and then I played the the original Genesis version. Okay. Because when I I initially had my Switch in portable mode in the Genesis Classics collection, I noticed some input delay. You would. I. It was like noticeable where there was a a a, a pause between, not like the game didn't pause, but I noticed I hit the button and there's like a a delay like of i don't know half a second or no, something no no chance a little bit of a delay and then i was like is this how the sonic is supposed to feel cuz this doesn't feel right to me so here's the thing <laughs> dan said this to me i played the entire game i beat the entire game on the switch and he's like did you have problem with input delay and i was like no that's not a, that wasn't a thing now i'm way less picky about this than dan is so it's definitely possible if one of us was going to notice it he was going to notice it so i googled it and somebody on Reddit, the first thing that comes up is somebody in all caps saying, don't buy this on Switch. There's input de- delay. And people are like, yeah, there's a little bit, but it's really not as bad as you're saying. That's- so it exists, but you're probably not going to notice it unless you are Dan or a Dan equivalent. No. See, here's the thing. And I'm not saying the game's unplayable. No. But I'm saying literally the first version of this I fired up on Switch. You said a half second delay. That would be unplayable. <laughs> Maybe, was maybe, it was a, maybe it was a combination of the game and <laughs> input delay. On maybe. Switch making it unplayable. 
Um, but I noticed, I was like, this doesn't feel right to me. Like the, it's And like, that could be because you played it on three different systems. Uh, so I said half a second. What I mean by half a second is I push the button down and I it releases and then he jumps. And I'm like, that's really weird when I tap a button and he doesn't jump until I'm finished tapping the button. Uh, it's it's there, trust me. Because then when I played the PS4 version on my TV, it was fine. When I played the Genesis version, it was completely fine. I was like, oh yeah, this is why this Switch version feels weird to me is because I can actually notice that it doesn't feel like these other versions that I'm used to. Your mileage may vary. I didn't notice it. I had a totally fine time with the game. It won't. It won't. Um, but yeah, so dying in this game, I don't know how we got there, but dying feels bad. If you're not playing the Switch version, you can't rewind it. Dying feels bad to wait. Re- even the other Genesis the... classics don't have rewind, like on the no. I mean the Genesis version. If you're playing the Genesis version without rewind, oh, gotcha. It's gonna feel bad to die and redo the level unnecessarily. Yes, yeah. that's why dying is so frustrating. Which brings me to my last point okay. about dying being frustrating. Yes, no continues by default and no, no options menu. But I mean that's whatever. Um, you can't like you know be like it in beat 'em ups when you can choose to start with seven lives instead yes. of three. There's none of that here, um, which is why. No options menu. They were going to put a sound test in, but they didn't have time. Who cares? They were going to put a sound test. But you know the class, Sega. Yeah. The reason that that's in the game is because they didn't have time to implement a sound test. Apparently, according to the Wikipedia. I would way rather have the classic Sega than to have a sound test that I would never use. What do you mean? You just turn on your Sega Genesis, open up the sound test menu, and you just hang out in your room with a Sonic the Hedgehog soundtrack playing. No, nobody ever did that. (laughs) Yeah, sound tests are fun. Um... You have a Spotify subscription. The Sonic the Hedgehog soundtrack probably is not on Spotify. You shouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, well, we won't go there. We talked about the music. Although before. Sega is pretty thorough um, about like I don't know. This whole thing is weird. Never mind. Maybe it's on there. I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, but my point really is about the continue system. You have to get fifty con- fifty rings in the bonus levels to get a continue. Yeah. Which is like dumb it is dumb you're right like i'm glad that i can get extra continues but i should i feel like i should start with continues by default or there should be like other ways to like find them in the level maybe there are but i don't think so uh we both Um, played through the whole game and didn't find one so i'm gonna say probably not you can find lives but you can't find continues and so the continue system is like uh, it just feels bad feels bad i agree didn't like it uh i think that that's it that's that's exhaust my list awesome all right being brief today i love it (laughs) all right jordan let's move on to the rest of our show I said this before in our previous Sonic games, and I'm going to say it again, that the best way to play Sonic is to get this Sega Genesis Classics collection where you get 50 plus games and it goes on sale. I think I bought the whole collection. It was like 50 games for $15. Yeah, something like that. So I don't have any desire to own this on its own. Um, I Again, I don't really have a ton of nostalgia for Sega games. I didn't own a Sega Genesis ever, so that definitely plays into it, but... Um, I appreciate Sonic 
I I think that it definitely has merit, but it's not for me. No? So no. you you walk up to a Play Choice 10. That's a to- Nintendo arcade <laughs> machine. <laughs> you walk up to a Play Choice 10. Sonic the Hedgehog is on the screen. That's How many quarters you put in that machine? I'm not. I, if it's a Play Choice 10, first of all, it's going to have 10 Nintendo games, so I'm not playing Sonic. <laughs> Secondly, if it's a Play Choice 10 and somehow Sonic got on there, I'm probably playing one of the other nine games. <laughs> uh, the Wikipedia page had an arcade release date for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Was there an arcade version of this that you know of? Yeah. I mean, this, I mean there was like a CD-ROM version. There's a ton of versions. Sega is not Nintendo. They'll release this on anything. They released it on Game Boy Advance. So this is like Sonic the Hedgehog versus. Uh, sure. <laughs> no, you have to play it. That's uh, Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 have versus mode. No, not literal versus. There's like I Super know, Mario. I know, I know. Whatever, man. So you're saying this experience was worth $0 to you. No, I'm saying that you should experience this by buying a Sega Genesis Classics collection with 50 games at a reasonable price. I wouldn't pay full price for the Classics collection because I'm stingy and I know that it goes on sale. So wait for it to go on sale and buy it for 15 bucks or 10 bucks and okay. get a ton of games. Okay. But like, yeah, I just, I'm not even interested in like the box doesn't even look cool because it has the giant not for resale. I own this game. I actually... Not all of the boxes. The my box says not okay. for resale on it, so I'm like, I don't even. You wouldn't even want to like put it out for display. Okay, I see you. So Jordan's saying the game is worth one fiftieth of fifteen dollars, whatever that yep. amounts out to. It's not my <laughs> lowest. I've said that some games are just worth nothing, so it's not my lowest. It's no. Just, yeah, I just I don't know, man. It's all of these Sonic games feel very samey. So then, by default, the next game that we're covering on the show. You're also going to say it's worth one fiftieth. No, because there are some games that are, I don't know what we're playing next, but there are some (laughs) games in the classic collection that I wouldn't mind owning the cartridge or owning the box of. And so that's not a blanket statement for all 50 games in this collection. Fine. Fair enough. Um, Where am I coming in on this one? I'm feeling my, I didn't think about this. Now that I'm like tuning into my gut. It's good. It's better to just go off the, like, you know, off the cuff. What's your gut feeling? (sighs) Here's a copy, Dan. I have this. What do you want to pay for it? <laughs> you got your wallet. What are you paying? Five dollars. Okay, I could see. I can see you paying five dollars. Yeah, this is a uh, mostly because I'm not giving you change. <laughs> yeah, uh, five dollars. I feel like this. Five dollars for Green Hill Zone. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what you're paying for. You that's just turn the, it off after yeah. Green Hill Zone. And uh, just be done. I wish there was like a boss rush mode where you could play all of the boss fights because that was my favorite part of the game. Yeah. You, well, you could pick up Sonic the Fighters. That's a thing. Uh, that is a thing. I think there's a 360 port. And it's got all the boss fights? Xbox One. No, it's a, it's a fighting game. Oh, no. Virtua <laughs> Fighter. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that. <laughs> These aren't even my favorite kind of boss fights because I, I like personal preference retro games you should have to hit the boss three times and then they die this one's eight yeah eight is too many times uh well it was fine sometimes you can double dip you can you know you can like hit him twice yeah it works with sonic he's faster so he's got to hit him twice as many times it's all right it's not so bad so yeah i'm coming to five bucks on this one all right uh what do you think the internet is uh paying for this one on ebay jordan uh not much i'm i feel like you could find a copy of this loose it's got to be like four bucks. No, man. This isn't Sonic 2. This isn't Sonic 2. You can't find a cheap, loose really? copy. 
Well, you said they sold like 15 million copies. Yeah. That means it's 12 bucks, Jordan. No, sorry. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's almost as much as what I paid for the 50 game collection. I know, right? So there's no way. It's crazy. Like, for some reason, like, uh, price charting had this one at 12, but Sonic 2 is like seven bucks. Oh, my goodness. Definitely no. So Sonic what, 2 is way better. That? Sonic 2 is, is my favorite of these three. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I was like, after playing Sonic 1 and beating it, I was like, I'm going to go play these other Sonic games. And maybe I only say that because it was the first one we played, and I yeah. just feel like these are all the same game with minor tweaks and differences. I don't think so. I think the Sonic 3 later on got tedious and weird. The level design got super weird in yeah. Sonic 3. But I mean, remember, we're talking about Sonic, so we're only talking about the first three right. levels. But I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I see you. I see what you did there. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I guess twelve bucks though. That, yeah. I guess it's worthless. Worthless. Yeah. Buy. The, seriously. Buy the Sega Genesis Collection. Even buy it on Switch. It's there's not that much input lag. Okay. <laughs> I played in portable mode, so there, it might be like a portable mode thing. And it if could you're, be better in docked mode. Yeah. And if you're like, man, that Sega Genesis collection sounds interesting. I would sure love to somehow get a free copy of that. You might want to stick around for the <laughs> bounty segment of the show. I see you, Jordan. I see you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I was thinking ahead. I know. Literally. Um, yeah, 12 bucks. I'm calling that worthless. Same. Worthless. Worthless. Although the Sega Genesis classics, whatever, blah, blah, blah collection doesn't have Sonic 3, doesn't have Sonic and Knuckles. Although the one that they just announced since they recently had a direct, whatever they called it, Sonic Direct, I don't know, for the 30th anniversary. Yeah. The collections that are about to come out, uh, the Sonic collections, have Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles in them. So they finally figured it out. Yeah. There was some sort of licensing problem with the estate of Michael Jackson. Go back and listen to our Sonic 3 episode. We talked yeah. all about it. Uh, so, But they're, we're done. We got that. They're coming out. So if all you're right. like really into Sonic... You can probably buy that collection at some point. And I can't imagine it's going to be at least not reasonably priced when it goes on sale at some point. Yeah, on sale is the caveat. Yeah. They always start ridiculous, but then they... Man, it seems like gaming companies just like instantly put digital games on sale these days. Yeah, Sonic 1 through Sonic and & Knuckles pay us $40. Like, and by gaming companies, no. I mean everybody except Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo's like, I know what I'm worth. Yeah, yeah. You guys want a sale on Smash Bros.? Nah, <laughs> not going to happen. That's going to have to come from a third-party retailer that's willing to undercut themselves and make no profit. I saw that I saw that uh, Mario Kart 8 turned like six years old today, I think, the original one okay. for Wii U. And I was thinking, like, that game has been in the top 10 selling games, like, of all systems for, like, every month since it came out. Really? Yeah. And... They're like, should we put this game on sale? Should we make a new Mario Kart game? It's like, no, they have no incentive to because it still sells through the roof. Yeah. Well, generally, it's like the those core Nintendo franchises, with a few exceptions, are like one a generation. Yeah. Like one Smash, but one Kart. We didn't one... get a Mario Kart this generation. That was a that was a. a well, they didn't have to. I know. So I'm saying, like, we the... should we should get one. I don't know. They already made that game. The Wii U is basically not a thing. That exists to them. I, so I own one. That's why the entire platform, the, all the first party titles, except for Star Fox Zero. I look forward to the day when my Wii U is the future Sega Saturn. Oh, man. And I can sell it for fat stacks. 
<laughs> I wonder how do you you probably wouldn't. You're you're the resident retro gaming historian here. So oh I yeah, just, obviously. I just, as I as I uh, proved earlier by calling the Game Gear a game genie. Um, how many uh, Sega Saturn consoles were sold, Jordan? Um, off the top of your head, don't look it up. Uh, how would uh, <laughs> I'm going to say nine million? Let's lead. Let's lead into our trivia segment, Jordan. Let me. Oh, ask you're doing you, me a trivia. Let me. Let me ask. Do you know you, the answer? No, I don't. How many Sega Saturns were sold, and how many uh, Sega Dreamcasts were sold without looking them up? I, I, I'm. I'm going to say I said nine million for nine, Sega Saturn. Okay. And I want to say sixteen million Dreamcast. Okay. So. So hit me with those numbers now. You can look them up because I don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to say Sega Saturn was like sixty-six million. I'm going to say Dreamcast was probably 85. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sega Saturn, 9.26 million. Wow. I'm going to call. I'm gonna say I nailed that okay, one. Okay, yeah. Round it down, 9 million. Not a lot of consoles, less than the PlayStation Vita, which is a horribly underrated system. You always say that. Like, it's you're always so like- underrated. Jordan, anytime anybody knows about the Vita, they're like, the Vita is so good. Like, people who know about the Vita, like... Yeah, it's just, it's you good. have a Nintendo Switch. Okay, it's not, here's the it's Dreamcast number. What did you say? 85. <laughs> oh, no, you're kidding. super wrong. I was okay. kidding. 9.13 million. 9 million, Sega. That's yeah. why they got out of the console business. They couldn't break 10 million units anymore. Yeah, that's really sad. It's too bad. Too bad. All right, Dan, speaking of trivia, are you ready to move yeah, into our trivia segment? Let's do it. All right, I said before that you kind of uh, ruined a little bit of our trivia, but we got one left. We got one left. So, Dan, um, you did a lot of research on the origins of Sonic, so you might have seen this. I think yeah. I got this off of Wikipedia, so we'll have to see. But don't just shout out the answer because I want that our audience to have an okay. opportunity okay. to play too. Which one of these famous people from the 90s was the inspiration for Sonic's personality and can-do attitude? Did you see this on the Wikipedia? No, I don't oh, think I did. Okay. I don't think I did. So Maybe. which one of these famous 90s personas inspired Sonic's personality and can-do attitude? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I almost <laughs> I almost put him as one of the Are things. Are you serious? Yeah, I did, but he was kind of later 90s. All right, was it Michael Jackson, President Bill Clinton, Kurt Cobain, <laughs> Or Tupac Shakur. I didn't realize that three of these people were dead when I put the <laughs> list together. <laughs> was it Michael Jackson, Kurt Cobain, Tupac Shakur, or Bill Clinton? Oh, man. Uh, I didn't... How far down where was this? Was this on the Wikipedia page? It was on something I read. Sonic's personality, and I even put in quotes, can-do attitude. That might have been on the, the Sonic Wikipedia page, not yes. the Sonic the Hedgehog no. Sega Genesis video game You're Wikipedia right. page. So that's what happened. I was reading oh. the Sonic franchise gotcha. or character okay. page. Yeah. All right. So no, I didn't see this because I didn't explore outside of the uh, the game's page itself. Um, so I feel like my gut is telling me Bill Clinton. Your gut is right. It was Bill Clinton. <laughs> you never knew that that little blue guy was inspired by yeah, Bill Clinton. No. Now, my gut is telling me it's Bill Clinton, so I'm probably going to think that that is wrong. So I was probably going to change the answers, even though you just oh. told me that I was right. <laughs> oh. Who were you? Okay. Well. I don't know. I was about to logic it out, but thank oh, you. Oh, sorry. Bill Clinton. I nailed it. You did. Of course. Nailed Bill Clinton. it. I mean, he's Getting doing NBA Jam. He's an NBA Jam. He's in Sonic the Hedgehog? He's I not mean, in, he's, like, just like his heart is in there. He's but a 90s retro gaming icon. He is. That, <laughs> when I think of Bill Clinton, I think of 90s retro gaming. Yeah, yeah. That's what, well, that really, was his legacy. I should say when I think of 90s retro gaming, I think of Bill Clinton. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, Jordan, we got a, we got a bounty. We do, as I subtly, sub, subtly, subtly, I can't say words today. I spent all that time learning how to pronounce that German guy's name at the beginning of the episode that I've, I wasted some of my skill points for pronouncing English words. (laughs) So I subtly (laughs) mentioned earlier that our giveaway this month is going to be a copy on the platform of your choice of the Sega Genesis Classics Collection, 50 plus games. Um, you can rewind. You can save state. It's, yeah. it's a really cool setup. It looks like you're in a retro 90s bedroom and like you got your little CRT TV there. It's yeah, cool. if you got a PlayStation VR and you want the PS4 version, you can like sit inside the bedroom. There you go. If you if that's your thing. You need to escape from reality. <laughs> uh, we should say console of choice. I don't know about, I don't know if there's a PC version of this. Okay. Just, just for console of your choice. Just for clarity's yes. sake. PS4, Xbox One, Switch. Yes. Um, and all you have to do to enter into the giveaway is to send us a direct message on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. Or you can uh, send a DM to Dan or I on Discord. However you want to get us a message, send us a message and let us know. I'm really sorry. <laughs> this is a Jordan inspired bounty. <laughs> I was talking to him. I was like, what should it be? What should people send us? Last month we did what's your favorite Star Wars prequel. The month before that's what's the worst Pokemon, whatever. And so it was like, we got to make another one of these beautiful yeah. train wrecks. So, so this one came out of Jordan's brain. You're going to send us a direct message <laughs> and tell us who is your favorite non-core Sonic character. So it can't be Sonic, <laughs> Tails, Knuckles, or Dr. Robotnik slash Eggman. It can't be one of those four. <laughs> Who is your next favorite Sonic character? And I'm so sorry. Let us know why. No, <laughs> you don't have to let us know why because no one's going to have a justification. But let us know. Send us a direct message. We'll add you to the list of successful bounty hunters for the month. And at the end of the month, we'll draw an entry. If you're like, hey, who won the May uh, giveaway? We're recording this. It's still the end of May. So wait for our next episode and we'll announce that winner. Yes. And yeah, that's all you have to do to enter. You can earn bonus entries as always by participating on our Discord server. Again, you have to submit official entry by sending us a DM or else your Discord bonus entries do not count. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and details, of course, in the description of the podcast and all that stuff. Jordan, where you didn't mention our social media handles. Yes. Um, listening. You can find us on all of the social medias at, at WIOW podcast. Yeah. Facebook as well. Is the Facebook. Yeah. All of them. Facebook slash WIOW all podcast. All places. Um, yes. Yep. Uh, Jordan, now I alluded to the next episode. Um, yeah, I don't even know what it is. Sega Genesis. It's so it's it's a it's a bit of um, it's old. It's 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 a combination. Okay. Of the old and the new. Okay. Now Jordan, we're gonna be revisiting a classic. What? And enjoying some new classics. Okay. We're gonna be covering the Streets of Rage trilogy. What? No, I'm kidding. It's Streets of Rage two. Okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, Don't. Jordan, we're playing Streets of Rage 3 again. I had to find a way for us to play it again. <laughs> I, I like how you call it the trilogy when for both of us, our favorite Streets of Rage game was Streets of Rage 4. 
Well, it doesn't. That's but not a retro game. I like to pretend that Streets of Rage three doesn't exist, and that Streets of Rage four is the conclusion <laughs> of that trilogy. Streets of Rage four is not a retro game. No, but I love it. It's a fun game. It is okay, a fun cool. Game. Streets of Rage two. Every when we played Streets of Rage three, everybody said, "Oh, you guys should have played Streets of Rage 2. And that's that, why I, that's why I read their voices on the really internet. How people sound on the internet? It's I can they can nice. sound however I read their voice. And so <laughs> after years of making fun of Streets of Rage three, and it's awful truly terrible soundtrack we're gonna get to experience a game that all of you guys have told us is good and so if it's not we blame you it's all your fault this is gonna be you've never played streets of rage 2 have you no i have i'm coming into that one with some experience on it so okay we're gonna do the streets of rage 2 thing so you know that it's good or that it's bad and you're just tormenting me we'll see okay we'll see I think it, it must be good because when you read the description on Nintendo's website of the Sega Genesis Classics Collection, it only lists two games. It says 50 plus games, including Sonic the Hedgehog and Streets of Rage 2. <laughs> so apparently it's good enough to merit being one out of 50 or two out of 50. How Fractions many, are hard. How many times quickly can you say Sega Genesis Classics Collection without botching it? Uh, Sega Genesis Claxus Claxus. <laughs> Not even a single time. <laughs> I told you I spent all my skill points already on, on German language. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, Streets of Rage 2. That should be a fun one. Yeah. Should be. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Jordan, do you have anything else before we close this thing out that- with our music segment? No, that's going to wrap us up for today. I'm glad to say we've played every Sonic game. There are no more, and we will never cover another one. There's still, we got it. I know, I'm just Sonic kidding. 3 we'll remastered. Play some other Sonic games. Sonic, 3, Sonic 4 is technically retro at this point. I think it's over 10 years old on the Xbox 360. 10 years is not retro. So we'll call it, um, we'll just we'll assume it's retro because it's part no, of a retro game wrong. franchise. It's in the core. Um, so we'll play episode one. No. And episode two no. of Sonic 4. Wrong. We got Sonic CD. We got Sonic the Fighters. We got Sonic Adventure. No. We got Sonic Adventure 2. We got Sonic the Hedgehog Racing. Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors. Sonic Generations. We got the game. Sonic X. Uh, we got Sonic 2006. That's 15 years old. Sonic That's Mania, which Sonic- is retro because it's three years old now. Uh, well, it's retro because it's got pixel art, so that one counts. Oh, gotcha. Um... <laughs> all right we'll see you guys in two weeks or right now if you're binge listening in the future oh we'll see you guys in two weeks with the sonic the hedgehog blowout episode where we do we do the battletoads thing but we're doing it with all of the sonic the hedgehog franchise <laughs> bye hey we got music jordan Hold i on. said bye you, said, yeah. you can wrap it up i'm leaving <laughs> we're not recording the sonic and knuckles episode right now no <laughs> I thought we were doing Sonic Sonic Genesis. Sonic and Knuckles, if we record that ever, is going to be a one-minute episode of Dan doing the intro and me saying, go listen to the other Sonic episodes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so you mentioned Sonic Mania, Jordan. Today's music is, uh, is a remix of, of a Sonic Mania song. Okay. Hydro City. I like what you did there. That was not on purpose. It was. Don't. Don't we do this? That this was is completely a, on purpose. Jordan, this podcast is a well-oiled machine. We do lots of, um, it's all planned. Everything we, <laughs> uh, this is by a couple, couple people that I don't know how to pronounce their names. 
One is F A S E E H. Fasi. Fasi. And uh, Joshua K R U S Z Y N A. Cruzina? Yep. Cruzian? Nailed it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's but it's it's like a nice like upbeat jazzy. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a, a game that I'm liking more that I played it. Uh, now that I've played it, Sonic CD. It reminded me a little bit of the Sonic CD music, which was like a weird upbeat jazzy video game '90s thing. I don't know. It's fun. I hope you guys like it. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. See thanks. ya. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.